distractions mm. to get you away from what God has said in 1 John 2. He said, don't love this world, neither the things that are in the world. One of the things I heard someone said about sports, that there is a multi-billion dollar industry. Many people, masses of people follow the sports, spending money, time, gas, food, and all of this. And he said the basic of the thing, uh, it actually does nothing for you. After 10 years from now, what is the sports, you know, the gladiators, all, what has that done for you spiritually? How has it helped you? How has it even uh, helped you resourcefully? But we spend a lot of time and money with it, but what are the results? You know, I don't know people got their own, you know, they into the sports thing, but you better get into the God thing and sit down and, and see why do you spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfies not? Uh, uh, you might get a temporary thrill. Sin is pleasurable for a season. But there's wages to it. And you got to sit down and evaluate if what I'm doing. What are the results? What is it accomplishing? You know, is it elevating me? You know, or is it just uh, tickling my flesh? Am I just having a flesh party, you know, spending a lot of money? Well, see, a lot of this money we spend it going right to the God of Mammon because we are not tithing, giving offerings unto uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And uh, one day the Lord has been giving me information. We're going to go into concerning tithing, Hebrews 7 and 5. If you ever get the chance, sit down and study Hebrews 7 and 5, talking about our great high priest, the minister of the sanctuary. They still, he's living and still receiving the tithe according to Hebrews 7 and 5. And if you could tell me where it says for us not to, please call me and let me know. I would love to know. But we're looking at things that God give of every good gift and every perfect gift coming from above from the Father of lights. Amen. Our very breath comes from Him. All the silver and gold, He put it here in the earth. Really. The animals, the trees, everything that you see, God created it. And He gave it unto men. Okay? And what you will find out is that when it's all said and done, that God is the one that created it, and he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. Alright? He's the only creator I know. There's many imitators. But we were talking on last week about <clears throat> Saul and how he bowed down. And uh, over the week the Lord has been given to me to kind of review that, to go in a little deeper with that because a lot of people are bowing down and worshiping things that they don't have no business worshiping. And that they don't know that they're falling down to an idol. You remember in Matthew 4 and 9, and I want you to turn to 1 Samuel 15, 23. I want you to put a ribbon in that. But in Matthew, 1 Samuel 15, 23, we're going to review that one. And... Uh, then 
1 Samuel 28:14. Okay, but right now I want you to go to Matthew 4 and 9. And I want you to bear with me. Bear with me because there's so many things the Lord wants me to share because we're definitely in the last time, last hours. And it's more critical now than ever that we know the truth. Because if we know the truth, the truth that you know will make you free. And you can't go by what men say. You have to go by what God says. That's the only thing that matters is what God says. You know, men can say anything and they can be deceived, but God's word is the truth and it is no lie. In Matthew 4 and let's say... It started seven, well, eight. Again, the devil taketh him uh, up into an exceeding high mountain. This is after he has tempted Christ. This is the third temptation. And showeth him all the kingdoms of the world. Understand, underline that word world. All of the kingdoms, the kingdoms of the world. All right? And the glory of of all of those kingdoms. The wealth, the opulence, the fame, the glamour, you know. <clears throat> and said unto Jesus, I, it says him, but I said Jesus, all these things, what? The kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. This is Satan talking to Jesus. Verse 10, Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thy, thou serve. Okay? Uh, in Exodus 23, it tells us, Thou shalt have no other gods or idols before me. And in verse 5, Exodus 20, verse 5, it says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them. See, anything that Satan's going to offer you is contrary to what God has already said and established in his word. He's going to tell you to do something other than what God has told you to do. Remember we talked about in 2 Corinthians uh, 10 to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against, against the knowledge of God and to bring every thought captive to the obedience, obedience of Christ. Uh, I was searching um, into this and it talked about how uh, they had the law came by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Christ institutes a totally different realm of understanding, not contrary to the Mosaic law but it is the highest when it comes down to Christ because the Son is always greater than the servant. Moses was a servant of the house of God. Jesus was the son over his own house. 
So eventually we're going to have to submit to the law of Christ. I don't know if you ever heard that, the law of Christ. His laws. Amen. That's what you got born into, the Son of God. Amen. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ living. And he wrote Exodus with his own fingers. Yes, he did. Exodus 20 and 5. He was written by the finger of God. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, or idols. You shall not fall prostrate. You shall not stoop. You shall not worship. You shall not crouch nor serve them. Spend your money on work, labor. Serve them. That's serving them. A lot of times we spend a lot of money on things and ain't giving God a dime. And we're giving it to somebody else that don't even know who you're giving it to. You just say, oh, well, I like this, honey. And they sitting up there taking all your money. Uh... <laughs> Uh, you shall not serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. He's jealous. It's, that word is Q-A-N-A. -A. That means he's envious. Uh, and he will punish or visit the iniquity. He will uh, judge that when you bow down and serve these gods. He's going to judge that. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. That means your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. And we wonder about our kids. They see what we do. And then they do what they see you do. And you could holler at them and whoop them and everything. Don't, don't do it. But they're looking right at you. You're in rebellion. And, you know, a seed reproduces after its own kind. They see you not doing what God say do. But you're going to whoop them because they didn't do what you said do. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? They see your rebellion. They see your rebellion or they see your commitment to God. They see your reverence and respect and honor and worship towards them. They see that too. And that will reproduce after its kind. So when you go about your daily occupation or get up in the morning, talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, direct my path. Govern me. You know, preserve my going out. And when you get up, it says, for you to trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, and in all of your ways, acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him in your ways. When you go about doing things, you say, Lord, is this pleasing to you? Is this what you uh, want me to do? Or am I doing my own thing? Am I going after my own way? You know, and Jesus said in the Garden of Geth Gethsemane, Nevertheless, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Uh, There's some things that came up in my life just recently. And um, 
and there was an offer made to me, and they offered to use some of my equipment, and they would pay me for using my equipment. And the Lord, I heard that still small voice say, don't take no money from them. Let them use the equipment. You know, if they want to, you know, like, if they want to do something, you know, to help with the equipment, they could spend their money and fix something on the equipment. But you don't take any of that money. And it was multiple reasons for it. It wasn't because it was like uh, Naaman in Gehazi that his money was attached to his leprosy. You know, and the reason why Naaman was leprous was because of his lust for money. And Gehazi became leprous because he was lusting after that same money. Sometimes that what you lusted after has some horrible uh, effects attached to it in the invisible realm that you can't see. So the Lord said, don't take any money. And uh, I said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And sometimes what they offering you could be desperately needed. <laughs> you know, it would have been a good thing for me to receive that, you know, and I could have did some things with it. But always remember, I don't care what you need in this world, whether it's money, whether it's a house, whatever. The Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills, all the silver and gold is his. And he knows how to make all grace abound towards you. You don't have to fear, well, I won't have enough. Uh, I got to compromise because uh, I need this. You know, if God say don't do it, don't worry about what you need. He will supply all of your need. And if you have a need, don't go to a man first. Go to God and ask him, Lord, help me. He know how to make all grace abound towards you. That you will always have all sufficiency in all things. And that you can abound to every good work. First Samuel. Uh, let's go to 15 and 23. Now that we have laid the foundation. About how we are to worship Christ. And go about our daily living. Uh, I, want you to, I want to share something with you. In 1 Samuel 15 and uh, 23, for those of you that have your Bibles, and then we're going to go over to 1 Samuel 28:14. Okay, praise God. 1 Samuel 15:23. Saul is seeking out a woman with a familiar spirit. And that's another thing. Even if you don't hear the voice of the Lord, do not go to an evil spirit, a necromancer, a witch, or a warlock, or a drag queen, or whatever these things are, a sodomite, to get answers. There's no, they can't give you anything. They're familiar. All they know is what they've seen you do. Just like, um, let's go over to uh, 1523. It says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, which is an abomination before God, and stubbornness, which is self-importance at God's expense, <laughs> insubordination, being inflexible, unreasonable, obstinate, 
didn't it? And headstrong. And I know people like that, and they're supposed to be born again. You shouldn't be obstinate and headstrong. Uh-uh. You're supposed to be gentle. Harvest is a dove. Easily to be entreated. Gentle. Meek. <laughs> Not headstrong. You know, a know-everything. Or threatening people. That's not the spirit of God. And it said, and stubbornness is that iniquity. That's lawlessness. Being without law. Or not following God's laws. Uh, and idolatry. And we know that's to worship another God other than Jehovah. And he told Saul, because thou had rejected me or rejected the word, or rejected Yeshua. The word is Yeshua. Uh, and did not com uh, keep his command. When you're in charge and king, you better keep God's command. Because what you do can infect thousands of people. And we remember we had a pastor that, he said the Lord told him, and if he black backslid, a lot of people would backslid. And he backslid, and a lot of people did. A lot of people put their Bibles up. And I was having a Bible study in my house. And some of them people came to the Bible study. And I said, uh, bring your, bring this book. Bring that. Because I used to teach uh, teachers. And we had concordances and Bible dictionaries. And I said, bring your Bible dictionary to the service next week or something like that. And they would look at me and say, oh, when the church shut down, I put all of that stuff away. You did what? Oh yeah, when when when, when that so and so backslid, I, I I put all my Bibles and all of that stuff. I just put it away. Oh. <laughs> did you know God or what? I knew they backslid. I wasn't about to take my precious stuff and put it. Honey, this was my life. I wasn't going by no man. I was going by Him. You sure? Uh-uh, no, I ain't put nothing away. I had all of my stuff every day, and I was in it. Until the Lord directed me on what to do next. I didn't put nothing away. And I said, go back and get that stuff out of you. You get on your knees, and you have a relationship with God. Not with no man. No matter what a man do. My relationship was Christ. I made him my Lord. And depends on what he do, I'm going to be with him. I'm going to, hey, look at it, no man, I'm telling you. Okay, because thou has rejected the word of the Lord, he has also, when we talk about the rejected the word of the Lord, we're talking about his statutes, his covenant, his testimony, his commandments, his teaching. Saul rejected that. And I could give you uh, verse by verse, Wherein he rejected it, uh, he said, he, the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Let's go up to 1 Samuel 15. I'm going to show you how Saul rejected God. Uh -huh. 1 Samuel 15 and 15. Let's start at 13. And Samuel came to Saul. Samuel the prophet, and said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Saul said that. 
I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, What meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in my ears, and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, Watch what Saul says. <laughs> they have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord, watch this, thy God. He didn't say my God. He said thy God, talking to Samuel. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. But up before, before him, he said, I have performed the commandment. Well, the Lord told him to kill everything. Sheep, oxen, male feet, everything kill them because they were of the Rephraim, the giants. Yeah. They were of the Nephilim. Mm -hmm. And God said, kill them all. You cannot spare these people because if you spare them, that same spirit will go and infect, yeah. influence other folk mm -hmm. because spirits never die. You got to kill the people that are influenced by these spirits. Cut them down. But he said, uh, I, 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 I have performed the commandment of the Lord and left the sheep and the oxen. And not only that, the king. The king of the devil. He left him, I guess, to start another kingdom or something. <laughs> Watch this. Then Samuel said unto Saul, stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said unto him, say on. Let's go down to 21. Let's start at 20 again. And Saul said unto Samuel, yes, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agag the king. Now he's king of the, that's over all these demons. King Demon, <laughs> and, and he said, uh, I am, have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. God said, destroy everybody. Now watch this. But the people, now he going to blame the people, took of the spoil, sheep, and oxen. The chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed. Now he's talking out of his own mouth. To sacrifice unto the Lord. Again he says, thy God. Thy God in Gilgal. He's talking to Samuel, the prophet. To sacrifice unto the Lord, thy God. Let's go down to 25. I'm showing you how he rejected the word of the Lord. And he's in his... You see, he's so utterly deceived. It's amazing. He is just told. See, when the devil gets hold of you, you is totally incompetent. Mm. You don't see no error of your way. That's good. You're blinded, and you think evil is good and good is evil. You don't even know the difference. That was the problem with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You can't discern between good and evil anymore. That was the problem. And, and and the people didn't need to eat off that tree. Okay, we had 25. Now therefore I pray thee pardon my sin. 
This is Saul talking to Samuel. And turn again with me that I may worship the Lord. Big problem here. Why is he going to Samuel, asking Samuel to pardon his sin? What's wrong with him going to God and asking God to pardon his sin? Mm. What's Samuel? Samuel don't have a heaven or a hell to put him in. Mm. But why, see, that's what I'm saying. He all confused. Now, therefore, I pray thee, pardon my sin. Samuel is a man just like anybody else. And turn again with me that I may worship, that I may worship the Lord. So he's looking for Samuel to absolve him so that he can worship. I thought God is the one that cleansed us from sin and absolved nah, him. So that he cleansed our, purged our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Christ did that. We didn't go, no man is able to purge my conscience from dead work or, or that old nature. Okay, let's see, you got 25 here. Let's go down to 30. Now, I'm just showing you how Saul rejected the word of the Lord. Uh, then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now, I pray thee. Before the elders. See, this is that, that pride and rebellion. You know, I want to look good. That's good. <laughs> I still want to honor messed up, tore up from the floor. But will you come and help me look good, please? <laughs> uh, then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now, I pray thee, before the elders of my people and before Israel. And turn again with me that I may worship the Lord thy God. You should keep talking about God being Samuel's God. I ain't said nothing about him being his. See, this is how, see, he's not aware of it. But God has already searched his heart. That's why he said, Saul has rejected me. In his heart, he has rejected me. And he could, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when you start speaking, that that's thy God. That's why I was so I get so upset on Sunday mornings. The Lord made me an elder, and I got to be in front of the people and watch all of them. But you know, I think about all that Christ did for us, and they can't even say thank you, Jesus. They can't lift their hands in the sanctuary. And they, it's just, it's not their God. Like, you know, I'm up here, all, I'm like, caught up in the spirit. It's like, you, they worshiping their God, and I'm worshiping mine in the same house. Anyway, let's go over to 1 Samuel 28. Let's go to 28. I want to show you something about these creatures. Do you know that that stuff is... Uh, the death penalty for that divination and uh, wizards and witch sorcery, whoremonger strife, murderers, charmers necromancy I dealt with a lot of them they want to talk to the dead folk and then try to tell us that this is a new way to communicate <laughs> this is a new way to get on a higher level oh a higher plane is talking to these demons and they're really caught up in it. They think it's a new way of uh, form of communication. And uh, when they first started telling, 
I said, I ain't never heard of that. I, you was with me. I said, I ain't heard nothing like that. Uh-uh. It was somebody talking to a devil, and, and that person's dead. And they telling the saint, supposedly, to call their name, and the dead person is answering them, and they're telling the dead person, just follow my voice. Uh -uh. Just follow my voice. My Lord. Sure and the person came alive. Lord. Sure did. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. And then they, oh, they are really puffed. Oh, we we in a new thing now. You know, we higher above, you know, what you guys are doing. Y'all ain't doing no stuff like My that. Yeah, boss. They were really into that stuff. Yeah. I said, oh, no, I ain't into nothing like that. No, no, no. And and, and then there were other ones that, that wanted us to get involved in that kind of stuff. I said, honey. When they talk about peeping and muttering and chirping and stuff, the Bible says that a person should look up to their God. Uh -huh. You know, and so immediately I go into the Word. I go in the Word and dig this thing out. And I say, oh, no. And one of the ladies had an experience, and I don't think she even learned from that. Remember, we was having a prayer and stuff like that, and she said, that day, she was at home, and a portal opened up. Now, she's supposed to be saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. And this, poor, and this black figure there, I said, what? What you mean a black figure? And the black figure was drawing her into that portal. And she was trying to stop the thing. And this, I believe she started calling on the name of Jesus. Well, you know, every knee got to bow. Yeah. And the thing let her go, but it scared her, so she she, she wet her pants. She was a mess. And I said, I said, wait a minute, when we go, we're supposed to be going up, not going into a black hole right. nowhere. And I said, uh, and you know, a lot of times they still, if they, the wicked will never understand. Only the righteous can understand. And if they will, you know, I don't, she just was so scared. I don't know if she repented or, or got out of it or not. I don't think she got out. I think she's still involved in the same old thing, not knowing that there's a death penalty to that. Oh, no. You go directly to hell, messing around with that. That is forbidden. So if God is not talking to you, if the prophets don't have a word from the Lord, honey, you stay in your prayer closet until God speaks. And don't you turn or go nowhere or seek no other source other than the Lord. That's good. But that person also mm -hmm. professed to be a prophet. Mm -hmm. oh. And was deceived. Obviously. So did that demon. He came, and this is how I know. Um, Let's turn to 28. We're getting ready to go right into that. Thank you for bringing that up. We got 28 now. Okay. Let's start at uh, 13. Uh, 1 Samuel 28, 13. No, let's start at 11, and that'll give us a, a good background. Mm -hmm. 1 Samuel 28, 11. This said the woman unto, she's talking to the king Saul, whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw 
Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. See, she ain't got no business messing around with the dead. Yeah. yeah. This is a woman with a familiar spirit. And I have here a, a Thompson chain, and right here in the column it says necromancy. Mm. All right? Uh, Isaiah 8, 19. Uh, and it says, And the woman saw Sam, and she cried with a loud voice, and the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. Mm. Praise God. Now, that demon revealed to that woman that that was King Saul because he had disguised himself. And she didn't really know that he was Saul until she started dealing with them demons. And they revealed to her that that was King Saul. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what saw thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw God ascending out of the earth. Understand what she's saying now. She didn't see God, she didn't see angels ascending and descending like Jacob saw. She saw gods. And this word is principalities. Come on here. Principalities and powers. Let me just share this with you. A daughter of Satan has no power to command the spirit of the righteous. Only their own evil spirits. Satan does not have authority over the sons of God. You can read that in Luke 10, 19, Psalms 91, 13, Mark 16, 18, Acts 28:5, Romans 8, 31, 39, and Luke 21, 18. Satan does not have authority over the sons of God. God gave us authority over all the authority of the enemy and might. And nothing shall by any means hurt us. We are seated together with Christ far above all principality and power. So they will make you think that they got power over the sons of God, but they do not. Amen. That's another deception here. Amen. And it says here in 13, I saw God ascending out of the earth. And he said unto her, what form is he of, or what does he look like, in other words? And she said, an old man. See, you got to watch this. And Joel, it talks about, in the last days, God, the spirit is pour out a spirit upon all flesh, and your old men shall dream dreams. That word old man is another phrase for prophet. Your prophets shall dream dreams, and your apostles shall see visions. Your young men, that's considered the apostles. The old men is considered the prophets. The foundation is set up upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Now, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I just wanted to share that, that in Joel 2.28, it speaks of prophets as old men. And she said, an old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. He has a priestly robe. That's what she's calling this mantle. All right. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. May I have your attention, please? 
You have to know the scriptures in order to know that that could not have been Samuel. Because in hell, there was a place called Abraham's bosom where the righteous dead went. And then the rich man, he went into hell and lifted up his eyes in torment and flame. That's Hades or Sheol, um, where the unrighteous dead is. Let's see, I did some something here on that, and I wanted to bring that out here. I don't believe I didn't bring it. <laughs> I had a teaching on Sheol, Tartarus, and uh, Gehenna which I wanted to uh, share with you so that you will know what it is like uh, in hell. See, a lot of people don't really know about the various compartments mm. in hell. You know, we had Abraham's bosom where, you know, the right to the people that were born, the, uh, not born again under the Old Covenant, but they were under... Father Abraham where they brought the sacrifices and the offerings and, and that kind of thing and, and they brought bulls and goats and their sins was covered for a year those people that, that served that under that regime when they died they went to Abraham's bosom alright and uh, if you did not serve Jehovah you went to hell now Hades or Sheol's uh, is where the unjust dead uh, would have other realms there in hell. And it's the torments of hell. That's where they go. It's the dark region of the dead, a place of punishment, darkness, and silence. Ain't nobody talking in the grave. You see this demon talking with Saul. We're going to get into uh, verse 15, 14 and 15. And this demon talks back to him. This, the grave was silent. Everybody talking to the grave for demons. Yeah. They talking out of hell. Uh-huh. Uh, because if you notice, when Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom, that rich man told Abraham to send Lazarus to his brother, his five brothers, and warn them not to come to this place. Abraham didn't send Lazarus nowhere. He said they have Moses, they got the prophets, living people, not people that are in the grave. People in the grave ain't got no business talking to you. That's right. They got Moses and the prophets. And if they gonna hear anybody, let them hear them. And if they won't hear Moses and the prophets, they're not gonna hear Jesus who rose from the dead. And I know that for a fact. Right. If they will not hear you preaching, they will not hear you apostle. They're not hearing the words of Christ, the laws of Christ. They're not going to believe even if somebody came back from the dead. That shows the condition of their heart. They have rejected that. Uh, let's go on. Uh, it's a place of punishment, darkness, silence, guarded by gates and iron dust poles. If you'll read Jonah, it'll show you about it those gates of hell where Jonah went down to. Bars in hell. There are various uh, areas in the earth of caverns, I would say, or 
I would say portals that you don't know nothing about, but they're there. All right. And one of the places is Tartarus and Abyss, and it's far below Hades. And the place of punishment, you, you see these fallen angels that left their first estate. They're there. Now, Tartarus is a place of punishment in the lower world, an eternal abyss of fire where fallen angels are imprisoned. There's no gravity there. It's like a bottomless pit. And that was between hell and Abraham's bosom. That's what Abraham told the rich man. There's a great gulf between us, and it's fixed. That's good. It's fixed. Can't nobody cross from, they can't, that demon cannot come from hell and go over to Abraham's bosom and grab Samuel out there and take him to hell and then let him talk to Saul. Mm -mm, no, they have no authority. Yeah. They have no authority None. in the earth. None. And they definitely, like I said, they do not have authority over the sons of God or the righteous dead. They can't go up in Abraham's bosom and get nothing. If anything, they're going to get swallowed up in that bottomless pit, mm. which is reserved for Satan in the land. He's going to be in that place for a thousand years. So you have to understand about these various truths so that you don't have to be deceived. That's good. See, Sam Saul was so busy uh, uh, with his pride and rebellion and going after the lust of the flesh to spoil the gold and all of it. He was caught up in that. And it's a, you better watch it. It's a trap. I'm telling you, it's a trap. The love of money, the love yeah. of fame, the love of this world. It's a trap. You can't love this world or be attracted to anything in it. I don't care if it is the, 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 the Miami Heat and the Nuggets <laughs> in the finals. And some of y'all done went all overboard with it, too. Or the trends of the eyelashes and nails. and all. You cannot be attracted to anything in this world system. This is satanic. It is cosmos. It is That's a good. satanic arrangement. Satan set all of this up to keep you out of the things of God. You could waste your entire life on these things and wind up in hell with your eyes lifted up because you never took the time to seek Jesus and make him your Lord. You And people do it all the time. That's why the prophets, the apostles, the evangelists, pastor, teachers, they are preaching the gospel night and day, 21, day, uh, 12 days a week, 12 Wait a minute. Seven days a week, <laughs> 24 hours a day. Okay? Yes. And then the gospel is constantly going forth That's good. now more so than ever. People are sacrificing for this gospel. Yeah. Losing their life for this gospel because they don't want you to go to hell when you die. That's good. The place to which the spirit and soul or your vital principle, that's your soul, your mind, your will and emotion. The spirit of man, which is immortal, it goes there. Uh, and it's a principle of man's descent unto death. The dead are held captive by strong cords once in Sheol, or uh, 
Gehenna or Hades. The dead are caught, cut off from the living. Kin and relationships to God. All of that is cut off. You're cut off from the care of God. That's good. God is no longer there. You, nothing about God is there. You don't see the sun. You don't see the moon. Mm. You don't see the stars. You don't see the tree. You don't hear the hummingbirds. You don't see the flowing brooks of water. You know, your family ain't there. Your relatives ain't there unless they went to hell too. But what I'm saying, and God is not there. That is not where God dwells at. Even though he's sovereign and has a control over it, that is not his abode. Mm -mm. And it says the worm or the jaws of hell never dies. As I said, as I said, God retains his sovereignty or supreme power, his controlling influence over Sheol, uh, preserving or delivering the judge from Sheol's grip and ultimately restoring the dead to life. You saw that in Jonah when that whale swallowed him. If you will look at that story, and he talks about he went down to the bars of hell, Jonah died. Jonah died, and he said, my prayer came up before the Lord, and the Lord heard it in hell. He said that bars were, them doors were slammed shut behind him. Just go to Jonah 2. I don't have time to read it to you. He went there, running from God, being disobedient. God had to give him a taste of what it's like down there in hell. Down. And, 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 and I tell you one thing, when he got up, out of there when that fish spit him out, he had all of them enzymes on him. And hair was bleached white. He looked like I don't know what. But it was a three-day journey <laughs> to Nineveh. He made it there in one day. And when he preached, the whole yes, nation son. went down sackcloth and ash. Mm. He, they even put the animals on the fast. And God spared that city for 150 years. Yes. He eventually had to destroy Nineveh. But what I'm trying to tell you here, let's go back. Ooh, let's go back, and I'm going to be closing down in a minute. Let's go back to 1 Samuel 28 and 14. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. Watch this. And he stooped. That word in uh, out of the complete Jewish Bible says he bowed with his face to the ground. In other words, he prostrated himself yeah. and bowed himself or worshiped or paid homage. What does it say in Revelations, in, in, in Exodus? It says, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for the Lord thy God am a jealous God visiting or punishing that iniquity of the fathers unto the children and unto third and fourth generation you better be interceding for your kids you know the third and fourth because see, if your father you don't know what your grandfather and your father's been doing and he said he's going to visit that iniquity you know, say, oh, well, Christ has come. Yeah, but you've got to be an intercessor. 
You got to go in and stand in the gap for these people because that curse is on them. Huh? You say, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you got saved when Christ came into your life. And now you got to look at your children. Some of your kids, I don't know about y'all, but I've had children. They come out the womb rebellious. Ain't nothing. You can't tell them nothing. You can whoop them and tell you blue in the face. They still going to do evil. I know what I'm talking about. No amount of punishment, whooping, or nothing. And the Bible calls it reprobate silver. We'll get into that one day. Mm. We're in, no matter what God do with these people, how much tribulation he bring upon them or whatever, they refuse to repent. They refuse, no matter what kind of God, they talk about how God punishes them. And he punishing them to try to get them to turn from the evil way. And he said, it, it, evil God have to give up on them. Called them reprobate silver. Mm. The iniquity or the evil, will, they will not let it go. You got them over in Revelations where no matter what happened, the plague, the boils and everything coming on them, and they refuse to repent, they shake their hands at God and mm. blaspheme God, and knowing that they're going to be totally separated from them, but they will not repent. And uh, we need to talk about these things because a lot of y'all, are not hearing these things. Verse 14, it said, He stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. And the demon said, Now see, Samuel ain't, he's in Abraham, the real Samuel is in Abraham's bosom being comforted. <laughs> and Samuel said to Saul, Why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? And Saul answered, I am sore distressed for the Philistines Make war against me, and God is departed from me, and answereth me no more, neither by prophet nor by dreams. Therefore I have called thee, don't ever do that, mm -mm. that thou mayest make known unto me what I shall do. Then Samuel said, Why, wherefore hast thou, then dost thou ask of me, seeing the Lord is departed from thee, and is become thine enemy? And the Lord hath done to him as he spake by me. See, Samuel already told Saul in the beginning that God had rejected him and that he was going to uh, take the kingship from him and get another king. He already told Samuel. So this is a familiar spirit that was there present at the time and telling him the same thing that Samuel said. Uh, For the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thine hand and given it to thy neighbor, even to David. Because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord, nor executed his fierce wrath upon the Amalekites. Therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto thee this day. And we read this last week. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines. Uh, and tomorrow, thou, you, and your son. See, this is the iniquity. Unto the third and fourth generation here. Yeah. You and your son. See, the sons hadn't went to see no witch, but the father had. Yeah. All right. And so he said, you and your sons will be with me. The Lord shall also deliver the host of Israel into the hand of... So no good. Even Israel going into captivity. Everything bad is happening. When you go to these familiar spirits and witches and stuff like this here. 
uh, in Revelation 19, uh, one, one more thing, I got to make sure I cover these things. Uh, I want to say something about when Saul bowed down to this demon. And uh, I had a note that I had in my other Bible at home, and it said, Since the Spirit received without objection worship from Saul, it must have been an evil spirit. Mm. And I'm going to show you that. If God will not speak to you, then the only other alternative is that the devil will be speaking to you, and it's going to be going against opposing God's will. See, God told them never to bow down, and here he is going to a witch. In Revelations 19 and 10, I'm going to be finished. I really want to go 22 and 9 because it's dealing with a prophet here. This angel was showing the apostle John all of these great things of the future. And when John heard it and saw it, he was totally overwhelmed by this angel, you know. Uh, then says he unto me, uh, John is talking, see thou doeth it not, because John fell at this angel's feet. And the angel said, see thou doeth it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets. So this is a, a one of the saints that had completed his race and gone to heaven and was given this revelation to John about the future. And John was so overwhelmed, he fell at this angel's feet. He said, don't do that. I'm one of the prophets. Your fellow servants, the prophets. You know, and uh, of them which keep the sayings of this book. And the first thing he do, worship God. That's good. He points to Jesus, worship God. See, this demon didn't do that. He received that worship. And in Revelation 19.10, this is another incident where John says, And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See thou do it not, I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren. This is another believer that is going to finish their race. Of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Glory. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus. It's the spirit of prophecy. See, this is how you will know, beloved, that a real man or woman of God, even when people say, oh, that's a good thing you did, oh, that was so beautiful, I get funny inside. Yeah. And I try to say, give God the glory. Mm -hmm. Give God the glory. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. He deserves all the glory. That's good. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's right. He deserves the honor. Yeah. That's right. And I don't want really, I don't want to get this thing twisted, you know. I don't care how good I am, how much, how powerful I am. My Lord. Worship God. Yeah. Worship Him. Give Him the glory. That's right. Give Him. Don't 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 bow down to mm. no man. Every knee got this. to bow to Jesus. And and you'll mess around being totally separated from God. Your kids all messed up, mm -hmm. and all everything in your lineage is messed up. Messing around with these idols and bowing down to them, serving them, giving you your money, you know, your time, your effort, and all of this, and talking about how great this man is, how great this sports person is, and how great, honey, you better give God that glory. Yeah, He will not share His glory with anything. 
to God be the glory. The great things he had done. Nobody can do nothing without God's strength. Without God's wisdom, knowledge, understanding. You won't even be able to find a church without God showing you. I drove right past the church trying to get to the church. <laughs> I'm telling you. Mine gone. You could be just like Nebuchadnezzar, thinking like some cow or something. You better give God the glory. Nebuchadnezzar said, I give him the glory now. He got saved behind his experience with that ox in the backyard. Amen. <laughs> hey, I want to open it up to the elders. <laughs> y'all, what y'all want to share? Two things I wanted to, to, to mention here. The first one was how you talked about Saul being deceived. Saul yes. was so deceived mm. that he thought that he could use his disobedience as worship unto My God. Lord. Yeah. When he said that, yeah, but we saved the best, you know, to sacrifice unto God. <laughs> he gave up his allegiance to God when he said to Samuel, we did this to worship the Lord your God. Mm. So that opened him up yeah. to be a recipient of the de of the demon That's that actually good. came. Yeah, yeah. So when he goes on and 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 the witch went on to say that she saw these gods rising up, mm. and so Saul's already wide open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The witch never said mm -hmm. that what manifested was Samuel. Uh, mm. Yeah. Saul did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Saul gave the sure name. Did. Excellent point. Yeah. Sure did. And called him by name, that mm -hmm. demon by na by yeah. Psalm, yeah. Samuel's yeah. name. So even in all of that, it's it's just a further mm -hmm. transition into deception. And the enemy only had to come in mm -hmm. and repeat mm -hmm. what That's Saul good. already knew. Yeah. And it just further put him and then when he went on to say in um I think it's verse 15. He mm -hmm. said, and tomorrow, you're going to be here with me. Yeah. That's 19. <laughs> right in hell. You're going to mm -hmm. be right in hell with me yeah. tomorrow. Man, your kids. Yep. So, I think it's really, really, really important for us to understand. We can't worship worship. you okay. got to make sure that the focus of your worship is purely centered upon That's the good. person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Led by the Holy Spirit. Oh, so with honor to the Father. Yeah. So important. You have to make sure because if you don't, you're going to open up yourself to the opposing spirit. Yeah. Because God says you should have no other no God other gods. before me. Yeah. And anything that's offered to him in compromise, or as you said, by blaming somebody else yeah. and saying, well, this is what they are doing, and this is what they did, and, and it ought to work for me. No, mm -hmm. God is holding each of us individually responsible yeah. for the worship that we offer up to him. And that's the reason why I, we were talking about this earlier. Mm -hmm. Worship leaders, mm -hmm. stop. Yeah. Telling people what to do in worship. Yeah. You are condemning them 
to a place of darkness. Mm. Because if it's not generated out of their, their heart, yeah. out of a pure relationship with the Lord, you're telling them what to do is at best, spiritual Simon says. And we see that in this scripture alone, yeah. that when you do that, you open up yourself to the realm of darkness for enemies to come yes. in because you are totally yes. deceived. That's good. Mm -hmm. Into yeah. thinking that what you're doing is being accepted by the My Father. God. Mm -hmm. Excellent. I just know, I'm going to say, I can see now what God said. He has turned. God saw the fullness of Saul's heart. And he saw this brother gone. He, he all the way gone. <laughs> Say all the way. All, all the, the way. way. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You, I, I think we talked about it last week. I went over to Acts, the 10th chapter, where Peter told Cornelius not to bow down before him. Uh, you said something, Elder, that just really blessed me. And I just had a conversation. Someone was uh, wanted me to interpret. I interpret dreams, and this person was saying that their mother was talking to them and this and that, blah blah blah. And I listened, and I said, "Do you remember what she said?" And I asked this reason for a reason. She said, "No." I said, "Good, because there's no wisdom from the dead. The dead cannot speak to you." That's right. Had you remembered what she said, that was not your mother. That was a spirit. Uh -huh. That was something else uh -huh. trying to deceive you. Mm -hmm. You said something, Elder, that is very important, not to give place to the devil. Mm -hmm. However he comes, mm -hmm. uh, he comes. he's able to transform himself so into an angel of light. light, deceiving. Mm -hmm. Even uh, 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 King Saul, as deceived as he was, yeah. the witch was blown away by his deception. Yes. She was like, wait a minute, why have you had me to do this? I, what, why have you deceived me? She's a witch, mm -hmm. a sorcerer. So if the devil are rejecting your mess, mm -hmm. <laughs> or the unclean spirits are reject, you're rejecting what you're doing, you've <laughs> deceived yourself to the point where you call it right. And justify it by saying, well, I'm going to take these gifts that I got and give them unto God. I'm going to worship him with this. Mm. Uh, God is rejecting <laughs> foolishness. Mm -hmm. uh, the foolishness of man, the, the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. Mm -hmm. He's not receiving that. Yes. He's not. Praise the other God. thing that came to mind was all the while you was ministering, Elder, was all power have been given to me, mm -hmm. both in heaven and in earth. Jesus said yes. that in Matthew chapter 28. Hallelujah. All power. Yeah. There's no <laughs> more power anywhere oh. that if it's power or yes. authority, it has to come from Christ. Yes. See? Which is why we ought to stay under that unction as in 1 John chapter 2. Mm -hmm. The anointing. Yes. The anointed one. There's only one anointed one. Amen. When it says anointed one, that means literally there's only one. That's right. That's highly anointed. Only one. Only one. And that is Christ himself. Mm -hmm. You also talked about the gates of hell. Very few people talk about the gates of hell. Mm -hmm. Jesus talked about it. 
Yeah. You say, and the gates of hell shall not yeah. prevail, which means there's two kingdoms. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. And darkness cannot overtake light. It cannot. No. Once light is come, mm -hmm. it is light. We are called to be the light of the world. Yes. Huh? And we should not be overtaken by darkness mm -hmm. in any way. Deception, uh, 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 obviously there's false doctrine all over the place. Uh, they're taking the word out of places, not just schools. They take the, Pretty soon they're going to take it out of the church because you got pastors mm -hmm. talking about, uh, uh, I heard the video, I think you brought it to us, uh, Elder Winfrey, mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago, uh, the pastor talking about uh, the saints worshiping the word. <laughs> yeah, we are. I, I had to, I've been meditating, I kid you not. All day yesterday, that kept coming to me. And the Lord said, wait a minute, and the Word became flesh. Mm -hmm. In the I'm beginning right was the Word, and the Word yes. was God. Yes. And the Word, went, who else is we supposed to worship? Yes. What? This is coming from a prominent, these are coming from prominent people, or prominent in the eyes of man, that are supposed to be ministering truth and light to God's people. To God's people. Mm -hmm. We were talking about it before the service. I, I feel sorry for the church. Mm. I do. I feel sorry for those who don't know better. Mm -hmm. uh, wherein, this is why we're here. Mm -hmm. To let people know, you need to get into the word for yourself. Yeah, uh, find a Bible-based church where, uh, where not only are they preaching it, but they're living it. Mm -hmm. Where the word, you can see it alive. Yes. The word has become flesh mm -hmm. and dwelt among them. Uh, the demonstration of the word, the obedience to the word. Uh, not just me telling you what to do, but you seeing it. Yes. Hallelujah. That's what Paul said. Uh, the things that you heard and learned and received and saw in me, do. Yes. That's it. And you even said it, uh, even in worship, we're here to worship God. We This past Sunday, I kid you not. The Lord said, offer up your sacrifice of praise, mm. the fruit of your lips. That's your offering. Yeah. I, can't, I can't put nothing in your basket to tell you to give it to God. I know. If you came empty-handed, no. that ain't on me. Mm. That's right. Uh, the Bible says, don't enter into your case empty-handed. I'm paraphrasing mm. the scripture. Mm. Uh, come, come. At offer least, up the sacrifice yeah. of praise. And at least with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. That's it. Mm -hmm. uh, into, into his gates with thanksgiving. Yeah. Into, let it, here's another one. Let everything that have breath, if you're yeah. breathing, uh -huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. But if we got to tell you to do the hokey pokey and all that stuff, that's not worship. That's not praise. Not unto God anyway. You're that's doing true. what someone else that's is telling true. you to do. That's so and you haven't come to do it. I see that better Oh, my now. goodness. Yeah. You're teaching you know, that. That's what it said here. And I, while you're speaking, uh, uh, it tells us, uh, I'm just going to read this part in Isaiah, first chapter. It says, uh, I'm just going to drop down to 11. Mm. To what purpose... Is the multitude of your sacrifices unto mm. me, said the Lord. I am full of the burnt offerings of rams <laughs> and the fat of fed beasts, mm. and I delight delight not in the blood of bullocks or lambs or of he goats. Mm. When you come to appear before me, that's when you come into the church. Yeah. Who? 
hath required this at your hand to tread my courts. Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbath, the calling yeah, of yeah. assemblies, I cannot away with it. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hated. They are a trouble unto me. Yeah. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. My goodness. Yes. When you make many prayers, yeah. I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Mm. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, yeah. you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. And I just want to be 21. How is that faithful city become a harlot? Oh. It was full of judgment and righteousness lodged in it, but now murderers. And you find out that a lot of people start off, but they get looking at the attractions and, and the lust of the flesh and the and, and the voices in the earth and, and, and all of these uh, broad way and, yeah, and wide yeah. is the gate. They get to looking at the things that are in the world. They used to be a faithful. I know people started off, I mean, they was praying, seeking God, and now you can't even get them in the church, but they'll go to the bar. Right. How has a faithful city become a harlot? A faithful city. Mm become a harlot. Yeah. And I just I know our time is up, but I just want to say we don't have much time. Yeah. Because the Lord reiterated it to me today that the rapture is not going to be a gradual drawn out process process. It's going to be in the twinkling of an eye. Yeah. One eighth of a blink. Mercy. It's going to happen. So you got to be ready now because when he comes he's just going to take those that are ready and they're going to be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye you know and 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 that so shall we ever be in the, it's going to be bleak and it's over so you don't have time to play around that's right and spend your uh money for that which is not teaching and doctrine and labor for things that will eventually never satisfy you. It's, it's satisfied. You know, it's like a ball game. You get one, you got to keep going. You get that high, like a drug. Yeah. You know, to get a higher, you know, 
thrill mm -hmm. a moment. It never satisfies. That's the way this system of Satan is set up. It is to keep you coming at it, and you'll never be satisfied. Never. Yeah. You keep seeking for it, but it does not exist. It's a mirage. Amen. Is there anything anybody else wants to share? Shut down. John, the third, oh, fourth chapter, verse 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, right. when the true worshipers mm -hmm. shall worship the Father in yes. spirit and in truth. Yes. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now's the time. That's time now. Today is the day. And it's come. Right now, right this moment, is your time. Yeah. You don't have anything but the present. So take advantage of it. Don't let this this past define mm. you with your work undone. It's going to be close, honey. It's yeah. going to be close. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always think about that uh, video that somebody sent me, and it was a church scene. Yeah. The rapture had come, mm -hmm. yeah. and a whole lot of them got left behind. Yeah. They couldn't believe it. Yeah. That's how I thought I was saved. Yeah. They got left behind. Mm -hmm. If you notice in that video, they all made it to church. Come uh -huh. <laughs> through. Come through. Come through here. All right. Uh, too late. At the blink. Uh, and there when was he was one lady in there When he called you to assemble, uh -huh. you would. Now, now that time has passed. Yeah. The door is shut. Uh -huh. The foolish versions are standing outside. Oh my goodness! I think that's real significant too. That you brought out about the woman that was still that was still shouting. Shouting. Yeah, All yeah. of this outward stuff, my this goodness. emotional yeah. stuff that's happening in Come the on. church. And people are, you know, um, choreographing these dances, you know, in the church. And now I'm, I've seen videos where they've even got the little children who are imitating what they're saying, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and the things that are being said. Yeah, God is good. There's no doubt about right, it. He yeah. is good. He is worthy to be praised. Mm -hmm. He is worthy to be adored. But when we start doing things that everybody is following suit, doing the same yeah. kinds of things, yeah. that is not born out of a, a personal encounter yeah. or a personal experience with the Lord based upon what he's done for you. Yeah. Because your response to your wife yeah. is different. If she did the same thing for me, my response to her would be totally different than if she did that same thing for you. Yeah. The same thing. We don't have the same response to the Father That's as good. the person next to us. That's good. Even though we are responding because we are responding to him yeah. based upon our relationship That's good. That's with it. him. That's, relationship. That's right. Yeah. So to see... Everybody dancing, doing the same kind of dancing, everybody doing the same stuff at the designated time. I saw a video last night where the pastor was standing behind that sacred desk and he was and the music was going and we know the power of music and we know what it can do to get you hyped up and to get you into a place where you know you go into a frenzy. 
And all of a sudden he says, oh yeah, I, I'm, 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 trying to, I'm trying to hold myself down. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to hold myself down. And then all of a sudden he started bucking and went into a dance. And there were three ministers sitting on the roster with him. The minute he started, oh. they got up and they started. And I thought, okay, so prior to that, you had no feeling whatsoever that you wanted to offer up a dance to the Lord, but it took the pastor to do it. And then after he started, all the people started running around. He put his hands up, the musicians brought the music down, and then the people went on mm -hmm. back, and the men behind him went on and sat down. I thought, this is nothing but learned behavior. Yeah. It's imitation, and it's mental ascent. Yeah. It has nothing to do yeah. with relationship. Yeah. And we need to be mindful, because the Bible says that everything we do and every idle word we speak, we are going to have to give an account for it yeah. when we stand before God in judgment. Yeah, in spirit and in truth. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, to your point. I'm free. You don't have to wait permission uh, or, or assume that it's out of order if I get up and dance for the Lord without the music. <laughs> uh, as long as I ain't knocking somebody upside the head, now we're out of order because that's not the spirit. It, the spirit isn't going to cause injury to someone or I got to fall over five chairs and all this nonsense. But you... I, this is, these are things that the church haven't, aren't hearing. Yes. They're not hearing this. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, but true worship is being questioned. Yes. True worship. Yeah, it don't take all that. You don't know what it took for me. <laughs> it, it took a lot for him to dig me out of the hole. You don't know my story. You don't know my story. You don't know. You don't know. You know, I think about that woman. I kept saying, she was shouting. Jesus that came and gone. And I thought about how uh, it says in 2 Corinthians 11, you mentioned it earlier, no marvel, for Satan himself was transformed yeah. to an angel like who? What anointing was she shouting at? Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus that came and gone. gone. His ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. Yeah. So this is why I'm saying you have to try. You think, you know, it's not that copycat spirit like you're talking about. And I tell you, a lot of them demons coming in, they speaking in tongues and shouting all over the church. Mm -hmm. And had just come out from fornication and everything. Yeah. Ooh, That's good. And everything. They come right to the church and they shout it out. Yeah. They got their lipstick on and, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and all of that. But then the house of God shout. And people are thinking this is the real thing. But it says, uh, <clears throat> Beloved, believe not every spirit. That's good. But try these spirits. You better uh, make sure your anchor holds and grips the side of the Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to be a sad sack. Yeah. If, say, if the Lord comes and you get left behind, mm. oh my God, you don't want to be here. You think yeah. it's bad now? You ain't seen Nothing. That's good. You ain't seen. No. Yeah. When it gets down to the point where you can um, buy food for your children, now or not, unless you take the mark of the beast, or be beheaded and leave your children behind, you have not 
traveling. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait till that time. And it's coming. It's in the future. Yeah. Not too far. <laughs> Not too distant. Yeah. Near future. But I just want to thank you for tuning in. I, I hope that it's, these things have warned you or opened your eyes to see. I want you to see deep what the Spirit is saying. Yeah. Like Pastor said, he said, see. <laughs> Not only hear, but see. Yeah. What the Spirit is saying, just like Jesus told those people on uh, that day at the Feast of Tabernacles. He said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth in me, as the Scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This spake he of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. I love you. Send us a comment on on, on uh, something maybe the Lord revealed to you during this broadcast. Mm. Let us know. We'd be happy to hear from you. And we'd be so glad to pray for you. I want you to know that we love you. God bless you. And you have an outstanding morning. Amen. Amen. Praise God.